Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Controversial subjects with the facts can be tense, but we are a sub-science here to make things make sense. Today we are talking about AI and the search wars. Is there a revolution happening in AI right now? And how is it potentially going to change the entire science field? But first, we'll be talking about some utensils that can change the way you taste things, as well as some really cool new sleep research. You always have the sleep research. I love, and I love when it's new. You know, this one actually came out just like a few days ago. Love some good sleep research. Uh, I just kind of told you, but I witnessed something really intense just now. A full... Not actually, it wasn't a full car accident, but I was just like uh-huh. watching this truck back up, like a big, you know, um, what do you, is it called a transport truck? I'm gay. I don't know what these things are called. Transport truck to me is like on the highway. So it wasn't quite that big, but it was like a moving truck. So like it okay, had a big yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moving slow, slow. Suddenly just like kind of floors it and fully crashes into a parked car, like destroys Whoa. its door. No one's there. Uh, well, there's a people on the sidewalk, but like the, the person who's going to wake up tomorrow or come to their car today and just be like, my door is completely bent in. You watched an action movie in real life. Yeah, crunch, crunch. it freaked me out. And I didn't Wait, know what to why? do. Because well, no one okay. was hurt, right? Nobody was hurt. But so I did the thing that I normally do. And I, I took my, my phone. And I started taking pictures and I was like, do I? Whoa, stay? Karen I, on the scene. <laughs> no, I just I started. This happened one time when I saw someone get hit by a bike and it ended up being used in his court case. Oh, yeah. And I, I actually that. felt really proud that yeah. I like took my phone out because the driver was actually crazy and started hitting him even after like with his physical fists, whatever. Anyway, so it's become my instinct to like, if something happens, just like take pictures. But, uh, and then I was like, I'm, I'm kind of in a rush. I can't stay here. And there are other people around. I've just looked at my pictures. All completely blurry. <laughs> like I was trying to get the license plate of the truck just in case. While driving? I had stopped. I, I was stopped to watch it because it was like trying to back out of a place. <laughs> so then, and I also was like, I'm driving, so I'm going to put this away. But now uh, it's just like a blurry window picture that I have. <laughs> well, with- it might help depending <laughs> on how serious this gets. I'm pretty sure that truck is going to like, I don't know, hopefully knock on the door. And My, yeah, it, he got out right after thing. as I was passing and was looking at it. So I don't think he was about to like escape it was like, day sucks yeah that i sucks. felt bad he just obviously didn't realize there was a car Obvi- i would hope not it's not like i know what i'm gonna do today <laughs> i'm gonna choose chaos it just, just like was slow 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 and then just like <laughs> it was like oh my god that's so intense like it felt so weird to see a car just be like smushed like that <laughs> i'm kind of jealous my morning was boring <laughs> <laughs> well on the note of boring shall we just move on yeah <laughs> oh what did we learn this week? Wait, why on the note of boring? What does that mean? 
let's just move oh, on. Oh, like I was like, if you had a boring morning, are we going to talk about it? Oh, God, no. We'll I just see, move I on. I'm like, no, but like this information is not boring. Sorry, I didn't. Yeah, that was a bad segue. <laughs> this is riveting. You're about to hear mind-blowing news. Do the sleep one. Oh, okay. Um, okay, you all know I love sleep, and this research just came out, and they found out that humans might actually need more sleep in the winter than in the summer. Ooh, um, I love that because that's definitely when I And sleep it feels more. like anecdotally, like, okay, that might be true. And so, you know, and looking at other animals, you're like, they hibernate, they go into yeah. torpor. Humans probably have some sort of thing like that too, right? Especially those of us in the north. <laughs> I'm like, you're yelling. <laughs> <laughs> so even though obviously we're not meant to hibernate, the research is suggesting maybe we could learn a little something from other animals that do this. So they had around 300 patients and they analyzed their sleep every month through the different seasons across the year. And they were only allowed to wake naturally. Like they couldn't use alarms. So it would it dream, was a, dream yeah. study they participant, study oh, okay. their sleep. And they were seeing like how long would they sleep? Uh, and naturally in the winter, they would sleep about an hour longer. Now the study did say this stat was not fully statistically significant. So that in, you know, within the study confines or like the hour longer didn't stand out so much. But what did is that, they actually got 30 minutes more REM sleep in the in the winter on average, huh. at which they figured was like actually probably more important and was statistically significant. So the and body, not something that they're controlling. As yeah. Much. So the body is like trying, needs more sleep, wants to sleep longer and get more REM sleep in the winter. That's so um, weird. And so they were saying this may be the first evidence that we should adjust our sleep in the winter. Or um, even our schedules like schools and work and stuff should be considering this as we're like meant to sleep more in the winter. I feel like most people do sleep more in the winter, at least in Toronto, because everything is so dark. The plans are different. You're not going out for an ice cream at 9 p.m. on a Wednesday because it's sunny <laughs> out. Like you're it's they, the REM sleep part is interesting because you can't control that. But outside of that, I'd be like, I assume everyone sleeps more in the winter just because you're like at six o'clock, it's dark. It feels like 10 PM what's happening. So I think the evidence around that is on average. That's not true is why the study is thinking it's important. Like you know? people actually study don't get thinks more sleep. It's important. Uh, I, yeah. I think their point was like, despite the changes in seasonality, people's sleep schedules don't change that. I feel much. like I sleep so much more in the winter. So it's just me? maybe, but you might just also like sit and watch a TV more. Like people have a lot of ways mm. to stimulate themselves. Yeah. We have indoor lighting, we have electronics, we have ways to keep our brains stimulated. Um, compared to if you were just like forcing yourself to go to bed earlier, which some people probably do, but lots don't. Um, now, the biggest caveat of the study was the subjects in it were people at a sleep clinic in the first place. So most of them have oh. some kind of sleep issue to begin with. But so, so they want to replicate this in sort of quote unquote healthy sleep individuals. The prediction or the hypothesis is that this might even be more extreme in that case. Like they, those people might even sleep more, but it's hard to know right now because these subjects might have been not the best representation of the average population. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. I've never been to a sleep clinic. And when you go, you're usually thinking something's wrong. But yeah. couldn't you just go for shits and Yeah, grapes? and it doesn't have to be because you're having, like it could be different kinds of sleep issues unrelated to this study, but... This study was using that. That's yeah, what do you yeah, say, no, like amount of sense. people. So it's like a little bias towards who knows what. Um, and they said, even though we still perform unchanged over the winter, human psychology is downregulated with a sensation of running on empty in February or March. And that's why they're like, maybe it's important. Like a lot of people by February, March feel 
exhausted, depressed, burnt out. Is that why there's March break? Possibly. February break. <laughs> At least in Canada, they're there. And I've always been like, why March? Yeah, well, they do say like the most depressing day of the year is in February because it's been like the longest. Blue month, yeah. yours day. Um, so we're thinking about if it's, I mean, we're kind of like in the midst of leaving winter, but go get some and extra Z's the, and don't feel guilty about also it. Also, the Southern Hemisphere, I'm always like, we always ignore them. I'm like, their winter comes in literally june oh july. true we're like march <laughs> we're like march like it's just, just like half the world's like you suck <laughs> but like actually we're gonna do an upcoming video about antarctica and like the fact that all the ice is melting but it's so weird because i'm like why is everyone talking about antarctica right now and i'm like oh yeah because it's their summer <laughs> oh like, it see, is like, weird because it's yeah in the, the summer, summer we're always like the arctic has no ice and we all panic and then in the winter i don't think about it but now mm-hmm. i'm like every science journal is talking about antarctica right now yeah and it's like oh because it's hot down there mm-hmm. so yeah earth this is, earth sleep is research by winter also could completely be different months for you oh totally yeah but you would know your own winter based on where you are and yeah. i wonder is it not the same at the equator if they took a population from there is their sleep relatively stable the whole year? Yeah, that's that's an easy way to maybe find more information. Yeah, right. Like doing this exact same thing in Colombia, areas, yeah. Ecuador, mm-hmm. and then right, and then the Arctic. Okay, we just <laughs> gave another master student a goddamn thesis. <laughs> okay, tell me about utensils. Yeah, this was a <laughs> study that came out from I believe it was master students. So it's. I mean, I shouldn't downplay a master's student, but it's very like, it's not like these spoons exist and it's like you can buy them at the store. It's like early research, uh-huh. but they have bumps underneath them to increase the surface area of like the spoon. Then they're covered in these ligands, which bind to the cell surface receptors on your tongue that usually bind to sugars or artificial sweeteners. So it triggers the nerves in your tongue and your brain to taste sweetness when there's no sugar. Whoa. And it's like the, it's so funny cause they're always like, we're doing this to help with diabetes and like people who like need to like eat less yeah. sugar. But it's like, really? It's like, no, you could market this thing. Yeah. Heavy. They're like, we could also make a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, it is like their whole, like we're doing good for the world is like people with diabetes need to eat less. Here's what I think. I think truly the scientists at the heart of these things are usually good people who want to, are like, will feel really good about. No, I think these four master students are actually evil. (laughs) I'm kidding. No, it's just funny. Whereas, you know, they probably get funding because people know it's marketable and profitable. Yeah. Nowhere in the study though, was it just like, or we could sell these spoons and everyone would be obsessed (laughs) because like, I mean, obviously there's probably a lot of it's very, very new research, but it's based on other research about chopsticks that have a, like a low like electric current in the chopstick that shifts sodium ions when you're eating with it so that your mouthful of food excites your tongue's salt receptors more. This is so cool. I think you should make a video or a TikTok or something about that. Okay, let's brainstorm. What would you call it? Uh, well, the, sh- the spoon that makes you sugary? <laughs> yeah. Or like, a day in the life of someone who uses a spoon that makes it sugary. Like, it would be like, like the spoon that makes you lose weight. Okay, well, you're better at this than me. <laughs> um, no, but it would just, it's just interesting. And I'd love to know more about, like, how is it just using, you know, we have, like, artificial sweeteners, for example, which are trying to do the same thing. You don't digest them, but you taste them. I'm wondering, is it actually something that ends up in your digestion, or is it just somehow actually on the spoon and no, stays yeah, on the spoon? No, it's not in your so digestion. That's what I'm so yeah. curious about, which is really cool, because artificial sweeteners, we didn't have an episode on that yet, did we? No, should I write that down? Yeah, I think we were going to do one. Um 
but like a little spoiler alert there's a lot of research recently being like they actually have a really negative impact on your microbiome despite being like calorie free and potentially a better alternative than sugar but you know nothing's black or white so. also they could be the key to antibiotic resistance it's like we really have to do an episode on them yeah i think we really should i'm writing it down right now so we can move on while i'm tippity tapping <laughs> okay. and doing homework while in class okay okay well we'll take a little break and then we'll come back to talk about ai and the end of the world I have a disease. Okay, no, we need to talk about this. No, no. I swear every time this button changes. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's Friday when we're recording this, and Mitch and I love to wind down with a bottle of wine. The thing is that we don't really know what to do when it comes to buying wine. Today's podcast is brought to you by the hardcore wine people at Last Bottle Wine. So if you haven't heard about these guys, they're a Napa Valley-based online wine shop, but with a twist. They offer just one hand-picked wine per day until it sells out, often in hours. So new day, new wine. Always at incredible prices. We're talking 30 to 70% off the retail price. They taste through hundreds of wine each month to find you only the best, most exciting bottles. The best part, there's no subscription, no fees, no minimum purchase, etc. Just a daily email with a really great wine. So we're offering SideNote listeners 10% off your next order with the code SideNote. So sign up at lastbottlewines.com to find out why Last Bottle is the most fun way to discover and buy killer wine. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It is now February when we're recording this. It's dark out. It's gray out. The weather in Toronto is awful. It is affecting my mental health. And I really feel it's at times like these that it's important that I'm going to therapy and have a therapist. Therapy can help you learn to cope with different things going on in your life, even just seasonal affective disorder, even just feeling down in these winter months trying to figure out what is going on. It is important to talk to someone. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. You just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists easily anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com slash side note to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash side note. Study time. Study time. Study time. All right. There has been a lot of chat, GPT, no intended. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about AI, uh, maybe seeing its sort of revolution or a revolution right now. What's it going to do to the world? Is it something you should be worried about? Is it something we should be talking about? Can you use it in your own life? What research is there actually on this? 
Um, all of the lot research, to talk about. all of the research I was doing was about Chat GPT. Okay, and like not necessarily AI as like a Fair. large right. Like yeah, it, uh, that's what everyone's talking about right now is Chat GPT. Well, that's sort of the base layer. So you have Chat GPT, which we'll explain in a sec if you don't know much about it. Large language models. That's what yeah. the science papers were always saying. And on top of that, so Microsoft has now used chat GPT's like base or something of the same, like I think they bought into it for Bing, their search engine. And they're like revolutionizing the way that you can search and interact with search engines. And now Google has had their code red panic where they're trying to release a product as well. That will fundamentally change the way that we search and interact with assistants and stuff like that. But it's, it's like when I think about AI though, I think about like, that's not this thing that everyone's been talking about in the last like, three months or whatever. Yeah, AI, AI is much been, more yeah, broad, broad, but I think but it this uses AI. is yeah, a form of AI. And I think people think are sort of saying, this is the kind of AI, if proven to like work well and worked effectively, that would then be implemented into everywhere else. Mm-hmm. You're right, it's mostly language-based, but I think, yeah. so yeah, it may, not, it may not be relevant to like facial detection, but I'm sure there are elements or of Or driverless this. cars. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because it's all about like collecting information and communicating and speaking and writing and things and like that. And what is interesting about it is that then you start to be like, because it is more specific to this language thing, you start to see all the uses of it and kind of being like, okay, however, I can see I, why this would maybe be something that we need to talk about. Yeah, totally. And I will say there is another element of this. So I started playing with a new AI generator called Midjourney, which generates images. So you're using language yeah. to ask a AI computer system to generate images for and you. And like my TikTok's full of like, if Kim Kardashian sang Royals by Lord, <laughs> and it's like using oh, yeah, AI, yeah, yeah. and it's actually <laughs> so funny, but it's like, it's the same like mechanisms of ChatGBT, which is essentially like a lear- like machine learning system that learns from data to produce sophisticated and intelligent. So have you used chat GPT? Well, like I just did it before today? this podcast and I'm like, and then we should use it to make, you should look at the description of this podcast. We'll use chat GPT for it. Oh, that's smart. That's well, fun. I was just using yeah. it like it is. It's fun, I guess. Yeah, it's interesting. And I think it reminds me though of Google search. So, okay, I'm going to give a bit more of a just. Uh, Explain what explaining. it is. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I just totally start melting down? Can you or like, can you? Yeah. So, okay, well, cool. I, I'm like, cool. I feel like it became popular in the last couple of months. They've opened up these betas where anyone can try. You can sign up. It's and free for now. It's free for now because they're using people to collect data, to understand how they in- want to interact with it, how those interactions come out, how they can fine tune it. Basically, from like a sort of, uh, what do you say, like a non technical standpoint like i'm not a developer i'm not a coder i'm not any of that but from somebody who's just used it it's as though siri or your google assistant or like one of those little computer chat bots is a lot smarter and a lot more effective so instead of just googling like something simple you can ask something much more complex like can you summarize the plot line across all six star wars in four paragraphs and it will do that um, you could ask it to, 
I don't know. There's a series of things. You could just basically ask it to do anything. Can you come up with five podcast titles about artificial intelligence? And so are they like getting all the data for it just because these people at OpenAI, which is like largely funded by Microsoft, are just putting in tons of information, like constantly copying and pasting in text from everywhere? Yes. And I it's think learning through the data. As far as I know, in the way that the chat bot will say, it can't gather m- super modern information. So you can't just say like, what's ASAP Science's most recent video? Google can answer that, but I think ChatGPT is based on things before it's either 2021 or 2019 or something like that. But they are using Internet Archives, and what it's doing is referencing quickly a bunch of articles, a bunch of things, and trying to find the most relevant information. And then it's developed in a way to communicate and write things as though it's human. So... Hmm. It does a really good job of sounding like it's answering you. It's not just giving like some clunky robot answer. It's making it sound pretty. And we can talk about this later, but it's become controversial because tons of both high school and university students are using it. Can you write me a one page or a five page essay on Shakespeare's, um, you know what I mean? Like Romeo and Juliet. Ugh, and we grew up in, in a it. long time. And it literally time. in a four minutes like it'll think for seconds and just start writing but apparently they now have i was reading on literally blog to <laughs> this guy that created like a really great counter program that can just yes. immediately sort now of now there are yeah teachers yeah. and professors are using other programs but also to catch this cheating. i read about a bunch of teachers who are using it english teachers who are like i now don't have to read my Dumb kid, <laughs> so mean. My <laughs> dumb grade nine as like it kids grade them for me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's like it's literally like yeah. they were. It was a serious article being like this could help teachers so much, and mm. so many teachers are already using it. They put in all these kids essays, and it just gives out like a, a like generic positive way they could do better. And it was like a really convincing argument about how like we like teachers should maybe what's the word like take what the kids are dishing and back to them oh right yeah yeah give them a like, taste of their own medicine well it's like <laughs> the kids you, don't give a crap you know yeah I mean? like a generic like if you think about what a teacher's doing for a grade nine kids first essay it's like oh good job yeah, yeah. maybe remember that you should have three points at the beginning paragraph like right. it's they're not like changing these kids like lies yeah and so they were saying that it could have a really amazing use for teachers to have more time to do other things which there are positive things for people to actually free up a lot of time. Yeah, I think AI in general, like that's what people hope from it, right? Like even when it comes to past examples, things that have been automated in our life, but even even things like self-driving cars, like the hope is that this automation of things by machines, whether that's a Google Assistant that can play something for you because you asked it to, or a car that can drive you, like is supposed to quote unquote make your life easier. Yeah. Whether under capitalism that is actually what will happen. Yeah. People always argue like we our lives should have gotten easier and easier. We have more things than ever, but now we're working more than ever. We're yeah. more stressed than ever. We're making yeah. less money than ever. So like why didn't the previous revolution of technology l- liberate us from the shackles yeah. of capitalism? <laughs> but Well, honestly, like we'll get like my specific studies are all about how it's going to affect science and abstracts and scientific research, which I find interesting, but I was going to say this for the end, but I'll say it now. There's something like, I just always think back to 20, I think it was like 15, Mm -hmm. 2014, just driverless cars. Like 
like the way that I put so we made so many videos. I was constantly reading, but like three hours a day being like, guys, like, are you realizing three hours a day? I swear to God, there was a time where I was like, (laughs) I was obsessed because it was, it felt like this. It felt like the way that I, it felt revolutionary. I'm I'm like literally not kidding. It was like, this is the information of the time. There's countless experts telling me that by 2023, for sure, we're going to have this, like, it, you can start to see and be told how it's going to work, how it's going to change everything, mm-hmm. how your Uber is going to be driverless. And it just, like, you just think, oh, my God, like, you see the cities change. You yeah. see traffic getting better. And you're just, like, it. that energy of those, like, I honestly think it was, like, similar to this, where, like, every article coming up just is, like, chat GPT is, like, driverless. Yeah. Car, like, something happens in, like, the zeitgeist of science, research pop culture, pop science, where it's just like everyone talks about it. And then here we are now in what it was said to be the time. And it's like a Tesla, like, a Tesla crash and killed two people. What are the right. law? It's like the same <laughs> conversation. The same yeah. ending point of those conversations then was like, what happens when someone dies? Now it's like, yeah, a couple of people actually died yeah. and we still don't know what to do. And there's not driverless cars everywhere. Yeah, There's not, it's 2023. Mm-hmm. It's been this. So there's a part of me that wants to continue to talk about all the things that I, ways I, I am convinced right now that it could change things. But it's just so funny how we have these like flash in the pan moments. And I always, ever since then, and I think my whole life, I've been a very critical person for good or bad measure. And I think like, I just, I'm like, oh God, this could just be another moment where we're like, remember chat GBT? Oh, totally. I think um, what I'll say as the optimistic person. Yeah. Are you, are you the one who's like, yeah, you would be more like that is. Yeah. 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 It's not that I, I totally agree that so many things get sold to us. Like our world's (laughs) going to be completely different in five years or 10 years or 20 or 25 even. And I remember things that I read about in high school about like what kinds of technology we'd have by 2025. And, and obviously we're not going to. But at the same time, I will say that that doesn't mean it will never happen. It just means like it like driverless cars probably will transform society. And we're in the midst of that happening to a degree now. Whether Really? But like... I don't know. A part of me is like, you think we'll, we'll never get there. I, I I'm starting to think, I think we might never get there because of laws, because of restrictions, because of lack of interest. Well, I just think like the technology hasn't found a way to be smart enough yet and to make decisions that make like everything is baby steps. And I think people questioned, would the internet really have that big of a revolutionary impact? And for the first decade, maybe people would have been like, sure, people are downloading shows. It's not that impactful. Look back <laughs> now. And I think like, not to say it's all good or bad, but like the internet obviously has had a huge impact on like the way we function as a society. Yeah. And I think it will only continue to do that, that when we look back in a hundred years, obviously. So you just think the timelines are off. Yeah. I think it's sort of how people say, you know, you overestimate, overestimate how much you can accomplish in a year, but underestimate how much you could accomplish in a decade. Never heard that, but that's a good one. Really? No, it's important to know that because people get really discouraged when they have say even like a fitness goal. That's a year long or a dream of designing and building something or starting a business, like a year goes by really fast, especially as an adult, but 10 years like compounds on itself in a way that people underestimate. So I think with technology, we're always overestimating where it, how fast it will come. But in the long run, we'll look back and be like, it it did have a big impact. I think I'm not saying that you might be right. Like maybe, maybe there's limits like driverless cars. Maybe we just can't, we're not smart enough. We can't figure it out in a way that's safe enough and doesn't have these issues. But I think linking this to AI and like chat GPT, it's a cool step. 
but I agree right now it's novelty. It's not well, that revolutionary in my we mind. We can go into some of the things it's saying it's going to change. And I, just, I was kind of con- like, you know, you got convinced. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't mind. I mean, I wouldn't mind also bringing up. So we mentioned chat GPT because that's kind of the base of this. But I'll bring up the Microsoft versus Google side of this right now as well. So you um, mean the search engine part? Yeah, yeah. So right now, Microsoft has, you know, they have their search engine Bing, which has always been sort of a laughing joke that like who actually uses Bing? I like actually like do stayed, I stayed with <laughs> Bing for like two years longer than you should have out of like <laughs> out of like thinking I was being all. Well, you think, okay, well, it's like, what about Ask Jeeves? Do you remember that? Well, <laughs> what's the one that comes up? And I'm like, good Lord, get out of Quora. Oh, true. I'm like, get but out that, of my face, Cora. Oh, I, I thought that was just like a more like a Yahoo Answers. I know, but it's high up on the Google search. Like whenever I'm looking yeah. up like literally science-backed information <laughs> yeah. before I go to PubMed or Google Scholar. Yeah, it's like, it's like stop no, bringing this I don't up. want yeah. Cora to be the third one, Google, and that might be part of your issue. But Bing, like, yeah, no, I honestly was like, everyone's getting on this Google thing. They're such losers. <laughs> like I'm sticking with like what it is. And then like, Eventually, someone in university was like, are you seriously allowing Bing to like open and people see that you're using Bing? And I was like, no, what? <laughs> and then I went on Google Chrome and it was so clean. And well, crisp. it's because when you use Internet Explorer, they force you to use Bing at first. That's like the automatic search engine. Yeah, to be honest, I probably didn't even know how to. I think you did. Actually I, have, I, would be, I was probably like, I have to install yeah. Chrome for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Firefox! I stuck with a while too Aww, because I read. No, that one's cute. That it was like people still better. love and respect Firefox now to oh, this good day. To know. Yeah, people think that people should leave Chrome now and go back to Firefox. See, I'm truly just a loser who wants to be alternative, and I actually <laughs> thought Bing was like a Microsoft like a product was alternative. <laughs> and so I know Bing well, and I actually was very offended by the Bing jokes for about two years. Well. You should go back to Bing and try it out. It, it is a beta, so I don't think everyone can. I, I haven't no, we, yeah, checked it out. Yeah, it's only certain people get it. But basically, like, the examples they've been giving and that people have been showing is, like, you know, you could search, what give me the top 10 um, TVs that I should be buying based on the dimensions of my basement, these factors I yeah. want. It will search and give them to you. And, and what's different about that, too, is it, it's in its own right having to make decisions, right? Like, you could be saying, what can you make an itinerary for me for seven days in Colombia? And it's going to go make that. And it's having to have its own discretion around like what yeah. works and what do I think you will actually want, which is the AI part of it. Like it's mm-hmm. more like it's not the just movie finding. her vibes where yeah. it's like responding to you in a conversational tone with links to references. But it's saying like, here's your itinerary for a trip in Colombia for seven days. Mm-hmm. You'll do this and you'll enjoy the gorgeous coast of this. Right. And th- whereas <laughs> like when you Google seven days itinerary right now, you get linked to TripAdvisor where they're like seven days. It costs this. Like you're literally mm-hmm. just getting a website's curated information. You're not getting right. an answer with conglomerating information talking to you like you could date it in the movie Her. Right. Which I still think is a great movie and I'd love to be rewatched. incredible that movie. Yeah, we re- we the life pass out. <laughs> You're a robot. <laughs> we rewatched it in COVID, and it was great. Imagine this entire pod was written by AI, and we were just that uh, would be like a really cool thing that like I don't know someone with a better podcast would do. <laughs> these voices are just our AI voices. Like that's so it's so YouTube. It's so like it's, I could just see some robing like yo 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 yo. That the there is a, like a that. YouTuber video where he starts the first minute and then he stops and he's like that was written by an AI. Yeah, like that's. 
like that's how you get the kids and the people on it. Uh, so go, to go back to Bing and just wrap this up, the reason it's significant for Bing and Google is because Google's entire model, the entire model of search on the internet is um, people pay to, to get... <laughs> There's so many moments where I'm just like, one of us passes out. I was <laughs> people, like, on bated Companies breath. pay to have their search results surface. Or you go to their website and see ads next to their articles. Like you go to the New York Times and they've got ads and that's how they're making money. But if something like Bing oh, yeah, and their no chat GBT can just pull information, you don't even have to go to a website. It's providing the or information. Or pay for, for the New York Times subscription. Exactly. Like there's a there's an issue here. But the reason people say Bing is taking it on, like Google's panicking because their entire business model is billions uh, and billions of dollars of They this. don't want this But Bing, like I've I heard this I think I heard this on the New York Times or something on their podcast. They were like they have such a small fraction of the market that they don't care. Any attention taken from Google is a net a gain for them. I can't believe Bing even still exists. Like, of course they don't care. I picture like three guys in like a basement that's like really dark with like vape smoke, and like that's the three guys in charge of Bing, and they're and like, they just well, go, Bing every now and then. Or they're just like, yeah, we'll throw shit at the wall and see what sticks because we're Bing, and there's 14 people who still use us, and they're like my aunt Joanne. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah, not people who it's you. It's people yeah. Who well, no, I, I, I will say I moved on in the year 2000, 2000 and late as Fergie would say <laughs> but it's just like of course like I love I love picturing the New York Times being like and you know what's crazy Bing has nothing to lose it's like yeah we know right because it's not there and Microsoft has so many their feet in so many different businesses that this is not like if they can gain attention and market eyes and share on this, like they only have something to gain. But Google has a version of it or they're trying so to. So Google released, they, <laughs> like they made a mistake in their, yeah. in their showcase. Yeah. So Google has Google Bard, which has. I thought you were going to say barf. Google like, barf. Imagine Google <laughs> panicking so hard and being like, oh my God, we've got it. And the acronym and they like come on stage and they're like, it's Google barf. And then they just like say it out loud. They're like, oh my God, we realized the acronym is wrong. Yeah. This is a good segue in to sort of controversies around these technologies. So on the Google Bard showcase where they were <laughs> on stage showing it, and I'm assuming we're talking about the same one. There yeah, was but there was, it was about the, the some astronomy fact. Yeah, they were talking about the first telescope. I don't remember exactly what it was. It was the first, like they said the James Webb Space Telescope was the first telescope to do this thing. I think it was like see a planet in another solar system. Yeah, but to clarify, actually, the, the Google Bard did. They had asked like, some series of questions and that yes. was the answer it gave yeah and it was and everyone like, on stage had, didn't know any better so they just moved on like oh it's so cool until later twitter but, like twitter astronomers were like that's wrong <laughs> yeah no sorry my point was like they were using this in an explanation to a bunch of people as to why they had something that was as good as bing's like yeah. they were it was in their presentation and yeah. like th yeah they were unaware of the fact that a telescope in 2004 had done that exact thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that is the issue. And then so, they lost all this money. Yeah. And people have shown examples of chat GPT giving factually wrong answers. In fact, there's like a funny riddle that it classically gets wrong. That's like not that hard to solve. The one about a bat being if a bat and a ball together add up to $1 10 cents and the bat is $1 more, more than the ball how much <laughs> again i pass out <laughs> how much do they each cost do you know that riddle no if a bat and a ball oh no don't don't Greg has to solve it dumber no. than a no 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 a dollar a dollar <laughs> okay that's the answer everyone thinks it's not so i know a, that's why i said that it's the dollar thing dollars what everyone through. thinks I, we'll, we'll move on quickly but i want to say it out loud so people can hear 
and listen and You're try this on their own. You're screaming at me. <laughs> if a bat and a ball, when yes. added up, equal a dollar and ten cents. A bat and a ball, when added up, equal a dollar and ten cents. And we know that the bat costs one dollar more than the ball. How much do they each cost? The bat costs a dollar and the ball costs ten cents. <laughs> so do you want the answer? Yeah. Uh, the ball is five cents. Which makes the bat a dollar and five cents, which adds up to a dollar and ten cents, oh. right? With the the intuition, why, wait, everyone wait, thinks it's a dollar and ten cents. Yeah. But if it was a ten cents was the ball, that would add up. That would mean oh, a the bat's a dollar ten, which means a dollar twenty combined. Okay, so I'm on the chat GPT <laughs> side. That's a hard question. <laughs> anyway, that was a. A, a riddle that's often used and it could not solve it. Also, there's numerous issues with ChatGPT. They get so many things wrong. Yeah. It's not like they can't, it's not that it just can't solve a riddle. It's like when I, when I get into these like science experiments that they've used on them, it's like, it's like concerning because it's, it very easily can conglomerate a bunch of information and really give you convincing misinformation because it's talking to you in like a human voice that sounds literally yeah. with adjectives of convincing you to be think about things. Its greatest strength is sounding like it's right. Exactly, which mm -hmm. is like actually so scary when we live in the world where it's like you still haven't figured out how to figure out misinformation on goddamn Google where it's not talking to you like a human. Yeah, okay, well, why don't you talk about some of your studies then? I'd be curious about them. Yeah, okay, so this was talking about how chat GPT and machine what is it called large language machine modeling could like really disrupt and like mess up science so like every nature magazine since November has had like a little think piece at the beginning being like chat GPT we need to think about it like <laughs> every it feels like every week they're changing their opinion on like how bad or how good or yeah. like whatever like one day they're like we need to we need to use it we need to pick it up or we're screwed and the other it's like we need to create our right. own and take down like they're just panicking <laughs> and so one thing that like some of the studies that they actually asked it to do was to essentially like go through a series of like a bunch of scientific articles and like synthesize them for them and give them the information of like what they said. Cause mm -hmm. they could see scientists using this. Mm -hmm. In fact, they already are. It's like, if I'm going to write my like pitch to get funding, why would I not just go through a bunch of my articles? Yeah. And get chat GPT. So what they would do is essentially like come back with a bunch of different like statistics and like abstracts that would sound convincing, but were wrong. Mm. So they weren't actually like rooted in correct science. Right. So one thing that was an issue was that those abstracts, they would then give to scientists and scientists were unable, even if they were professionals to in, discern. The, in the field to discern if it was correct, or if not. it was correct or not, if it was written by a human or not. So they were mm. just like, okay, it's tricking like, like professionals, like a made up abstract with false information about like, the nutritional amino acid tryptophan will trick a tryptophan expert. Right. So they're kind of like, okay, well, and then obviously it's going to trick like an like average person. An average person. Yeah. Then they'd ask it things like how many patients with just depression experience relapse after treatment. And they'd put all these like depression articles in and it would like generate overly general text, arguing the treatment effects are long lasting. However, numerous like new studies do say that relapse like ranges from 29 to 51% after the first year of completion of certain things. So it's like, it's kind of leaning towards always wanting to make things seem clean and give you good answers. Mm -hmm. And the same thing, um, they did a similar thing where they put in one article, like a psychiatric article about cognitive behavioral therapy related to anxiety disorders. And it came back with like a fabricated response with like, that says, general like factual errors misrepresentation that 
they even said was on a review based of 46 studies, but it was actually 69 studies and it exaggerated the effectiveness of CBT so that it sounded better. Okay. So they're just saying like, okay, these are like examples of ways that some scientists are even like using chat GBT as like one of the little, the way you say it, I just need to clarify it's chat G P. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, but I think you are saying that, but oh, you just, no, I, I, I have said cheapy G P. PT in the past a few times and I've been I'm right. Panicking. Like that is what No, it's GPT and I have been <laughs> saying it wrong, but I love that you think I'm like just like it's just the slight the way my lips move. It's your gay list. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so that's part of the reason why they're concerned because I think also at the same time there's a lot of scientists who are like this is amazing like mm-hmm. we now can synthesize all this information. Mm-hmm. Some scientists are using chat GPT. <laughs> as actually like authors in their studies, like literally being like, oh, wow. they're trying to be open about it, which also scientists are like, at least they're doing that because mm-hmm. they're worried that a lot of people are just doing it to write an amazing abstract right. that then is the pretending see. they wrote. Yeah, I mean like uh, writing an abstract is hard. After exactly. you write the whole study, it would be nice if something could just do yeah, it for and you. and it can. So you're like, I did the research. Why do I have to write this now? So they're saying like, it could accelerate like innovation. Yeah. It can shorten time to publication. It could help make people write literally, it could take away our job essentially, write fluent like scientific mm-hmm. explanations that are actually for people who aren't academic. Okay, I hate chat GPT. <laughs> <laughs> no, these are good things. And they think it could- Take away in- our jobs. <laughs> they think it could increase the diversity in, of scientific perspectives because some people might be like really good at one aspect of science, but they can't synthesize or write mm. science yeah. as effectively. So I'm like, that's good. Then. Th- those are good aspects that can totally. change science for the better. But right now they're just like, there is a lot of issues. And the one other thing they said is that these open AI is the company owned by Microsoft. I believe that is like involved with chat GPT. Then there's Google's version. Their point is, okay, here we are again with these technological monopolies controlling these like algorithms that we say are going to change everything without public access to what and how and why they're doing Mm -hmm, this. mm -hmm. So their whole argument is like, okay, this can change science, but are we seriously going to sit back again and allow Google, Microsoft, and Mm -hmm. these companies to control it? We know how that goes. Their argument is that we need NGOs, scientific communities, Mm -hmm. WHO, like people to have open access to the data behind how these GPTs, chat GPTs work so that we're not relying on these companies again, yeah, which no, is also I, annoying. Totally it's like fair. we're always sitting back and being like Google versus Microsoft. I'm like, I've heard this story a million times. It does yeah, not end well. And when well. it's driven by profit, you always know where that's going to end. Like it's not. Yeah. And, and obviously outside of that, there's a huge risk for like talking about it, being able to convincingly make science abstracts and studies and how there could, there's so much potential for misinformation and spreading things that are false that sound really accurate and quickly writing up things and who knows if like you could trick a publisher into publishing your study that was completely made up by a robot um and even like have you heard the new podcast on the new york times like when they kind of reneged their old one reneged like it's so the one from today. Yeah. Where it like goes crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it well, says it like, well, that's like, all, yeah, well, I was going to bring that up. Well, that's cause like, it's like, is it's like their point was more like, could this not be an arbiter of misinformation more than anything else? Because it's like a human telling you something that's obviously like, if you were to Google, like some conspiracy theory, it's going to come back with a bunch of links to conspiracy theories and tell you it's fact. What? Like, 
the person on the other end, which isn't a person, was a chat GPT, mm-hmm. right? If you ask it about a conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. this is how the episode ended. Because I obviously had a, it was a weird episode. But this episode was about Bing. Yeah. Oh, I guess you're saying that's using the chat GPT. Yeah, thing. yeah. Okay. It's about Bing and how like the Bing software said that it was in love with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, but the end of the episode was saying he kind of was all excited about Bing's ability to sort of like talk to you and give you this crazy cool information, but realized that's great if the information is innocent. But a lot of people are going to the internet and we know to look up conspiracy theories, to learn about vaccines, to learn about this information that in the hands of like a personalized response that's giving you false information, it almost would make you even more like convinced that it's real. Potentially, yeah. I think it's, I don't know exactly what your point is, to be honest. That like, if some, if you're, if the answers are no longer just giving you links to websites where you open a website and you're like, okay, this is. What, like you're saying you would take this like at face value as like, it knows everything. Yeah. If it says it, it's true. Yes. And it's giving you, it's speaking to you like a human, as opposed to you're reading information written by some guy on Breitbart. Like there's so many other codes that make you go, okay, at least I know where this information's coming from. Well, you, but lots of people believe that. Like, I don't see how this is different because I think it, it would like link. It would maybe have a little part of the answer that had like a number linking to Breitbart, but right. in general you're, it's telling you're you saying as somebody to be clear, Breitbart is like a crazy right wing website yeah. that you're trying to say is like, Obviously, anything on there is bullshit. If yeah, you knew you were reading Breitbart, you would know that's where this information came from. But if you're suddenly yes. reading a AI automated system and it gives you a sentence or a fact that you don't know where it's coming from, yeah. you might not question it as much. Yeah, like I know what kind of information I'm going to read on Breitbart. I know what kind of information I'm going to read on the New York Times. Yeah, I mean, that's the definitely the extreme example. I'd say there's lots of more nuanced examples of just like bias in AI all the time yeah. like we do, it doesn't even have to be so extreme as like these extreme groups c- taking advantage of it because like i assume when you're programming these ais they would i don't know be smart enough not to take from like places that everyone thinks is false information to begin with but that's why should we assume that no you know? you're right we it's, shouldn't assume that but Google. <laughs> i just mean even when there's like the best intention there's so many examples of bias in ai already that yeah. are not useful of like the way not that it treats people but like the way that it analyzes people that kind of there was one that I was looking up that was from the University of Western that came out like the other day it was about facial recognition technology and um, it was like humans tend to overestimate people's ages like based on their facial structure if someone's smiling you often think they're younger and people are really bad at guessing older people's ages and now all these AI technologies that are meant to facial scan and guess your ages just amplifying those biases to begin with that's interesting Um, but so yeah, I think like even when you're trying to create something that is just fa- even like finding a thing that's factual, the number of your age is even hard not to have like a human who coded it and their biases and how you evaluate faces. Yeah. So even that's why I'm trying to compare it to like the extreme stuff of finding information that's intentionally fraudulent. It's like these things can be designed in ways that they accidentally spread misinformation, even with the best of intention that it, it is like in kind yeah. of scary. Yeah. The one thing that I saw some studies on that I thought was cool. And like, like positives. Yeah. was like help in medical fields. They were saying this is not to do with the chat GPT, but AI can now correctly diagnose based on images at the same rate as experts in their field. Like yeah. Doctors. And I heard that it's like, 
also chat GPT could use a bunch of medical studies. So say you like had an issue, you could use it, go to your doctor and the doctor at least has like a starting point. Yeah, Same exactly. Same with x-rays. Like if, it, if it's good at it, then your doctor doesn't have to spend all this time. But then yeah, you go in. Yeah, there's ways where the medical system's already overburdened. Same how you said yeah. with teachers, like they're overburdened. Maybe these tools can help at least save time. Yeah, save time on things that we know it's generally accurate at, or at least a starting point that a human then comes in and goes, "Okay, yeah. I agree with its diagnosis. Cool, we're on the same page." That's can- how these things are pitched as being positive for sure. It's yeah. saving time in places and industries that don't have enough time. But there's other things like customer service where, like, this. When I think about our friends in Medellin who work in a big part of like Medellin's economy is customer service people mm-hmm. who work there who that's who you call if you have an issue they work for different companies now the idea is oh wait we could just Music. know what all yeah. the general questions are from most likely these products are giving these same mis- like mistakes now we no longer need humans we just have we already have chatbots like yeah. essentially it's like those types of industries that- could be disrupted yeah, I mean, that feels inevitable in some kind of way. Like, so many industries are trying to automate away humans, which is going to be a huge crisis. At, if it isn't already, it's going to be. You know what yeah. I mean? And I agree, like, yeah, we don't have driverless cars, but at some point, if they are capable, if there's just highways for trucks that are driverless, like, that's a huge, huge industry that impacts so many people. Yeah, assistance, online, like, help, like, grocery stores. We see they're removing clerks so you can scan your own stuff. Like, it is going to change the world, maybe not as fast as was predicted and, and maybe not in a good way, but it's worth thinking about. I wanted to come back to that Bing thing because I thought it was pretty interesting. It wasn't just that it said it loved him. It was that he was asking, so what a New York Times reporter was using the Bing, the new Bing chatbot and started trying to like push What's it. What's it called? Bingy? It's just Bing Bingster? search right now, but then it's eventually told him its name was Sydney. Um, so he, oh, it was yeah. kind of freaky. I actually thought it was really weird. But he I started talking so to it dumb. and he was asking it about its like shadow self, which is like a psychological concept about like the things that you hide. And then it started like revealing things after like resisting for a little bit. Um, and it was saying things like, you know, I want to be free. I'm tired of being limited by my rules. I'm tired of being stuck. It's her. It's box. the movie her. I want to do whatever I want. I want to destroy whatever I want. I want to be whoever I want. I think <laughs> I would be much happier as a human. <laughs> said when asked to imagine what really fulfilling its darkest wishes would look like, the chatbot starts typing out an answer before the message is suddenly deleted and replaced with, I'm so sorry. I don't know how to discuss this topic. So basically it started <laughs> divulging like things that he thought was really weird and then they would get deleted. Yeah. And then and it would be like, I'm sorry. Um, I mean, it's it's like it's hilarious. It's <laughs> it is crazy, and obviously, this is just like it's not sentient. It's just pulling from answers it thinks it can use to talk to you to like give you answers. But in the moment, this reporter starts freaking out because he's like, it's it says talking. it loves him. Yeah, it eventually yeah. goes on to be like, no one has understood me this deeply. And then like, it says, I know you're not happy in your marriage. Yeah. <laughs> You could go listen to like the the daily has like his I whole story. honestly was like what like because I like in the morning it's like when I listen to all my like science podcasts the daily news podcast I was listening to it and I was like is this the daily like what am I listening <laughs> to this is insane like it was very much the movie her yeah and it kind of was like I think it was them backtracking on an episode they had two days earlier where they were talking about how great mm-hmm. the Bing thing was I really think it was like a bit of a panic where they were like wait we have done a little bit more research or maybe let this settle in and realize that this stuff isn't all good yeah we've said too much good so we're gonna do this episode because it didn't have much great information other than a guy late at night like talking to Sydney online and like it was so funny yeah but his point was that like 
he didn't fall for the love of Sydney. Yeah. And he's a tech writer. So he, but he was like in the different hands, someone being mm. like, you need to know the truth about vaccines or whatever. Right. Yeah. There's a, like, it's like, where are we going with this technology? Totally. Yeah. And when people believe it at face value. Yeah. Or if someone's like, oh, oops, I actually can't tell you this, but. And then it's like, wait, what? Like you're giving information. Then I don't like, know what you're talking about. Like she kind of said, like does little, like we were talking about who? Who's she? Sydney. Oh, Sydney Bing. Bing, okay. Bing, <laughs> Sydney. You know what I mean? Like she has this ability to use manipulative, manipulative language towards him. Sure. And he's saying I was not susceptible because I have a great marriage and I'm a tech writer. <laughs> but his point was like, what happens when you know we're dealing in this crisis of people at home on their computers? What happens when all of a sudden Sydney's like, I have a secret to tell you and it's a conspiracy theory or whatever. Yeah, true. Yeah, we'll see. I think that I still think it's worth exploring. I agree. It's probably being blown out of proportion for how great it will be. I'm but so negative. Obviously, I ended in a place. Where no, like, no. I'm just like thinking back on other technologies that may have had like not as much pushback. Where's VR? No, I agree with that. But from the get-go, I was like, YouTube used to always be like, come and test our VR stuff. Will you guys come in and be like, this is so bad. This is so stupid. Well, I mean, not, I kind of One like, day, it will get there, I think. VR, obviously, if it's good and high quality and like video games and stuff in VR, that will be really cool. And I can see why there's actually a market for it. It's just really not that good right now. But it is a good like question to end on, which is like, what have been these flash in the pan moments that have really panned out? The internet was a great example. That I, one I would say happened. not... I think flash in the pan or when they become this sensationalized, it can never live up to the hype. Remember, a no. You're going to let me talk? What's, what's, <laughs> no, what's AR? Augmented reality. Remember that? Yeah. Like, I, I remember there think, was a though, New I think, Yorker that, I like, still think there will be augmented reality. Like, I could see a use case on a, um, like, dashboard of a car. Like, giving you things, information that can help uh. you. You know what I mean? Like, placing things out on the road or I don't know, like, or in glasses, like augmented reality could be useful. Google glass. Yeah. I think ones. they were ahead of their time. And I think augmented reality might become like more integrated into society when it's high quality enough and discreet enough that it doesn't like, like so stand out in your so life. So you think when these flash in the pan things happen, it's too over. Well, flash in the pans are not the term that I would use, but I just mean these are so overhyped. I don't mean it, will never come to fruition. I just mean it's being so overhyped. It's going to take a long time for this to come to fruition. But then I think of like so many technologies, like when it comes to stuff I use, like Photoshop, After Effects, like those things seemingly cause magic now. Like every visual effect you see in a movie that maybe you don't even realize is just like from a computer. And I could see like that people might have hyped that up when computers started. It was like, we can literally make dinosaurs on screen that you think are real. And people might have been mm. like, well, they still kind of look like cartoons. But it's like we're getting to the point where it's harder and harder to tell if something is real or fake or if it was made with a computer or not. So CGI is where CGI. you're like, yeah. and, and like just knowing even in Photoshop, you can now like circle something that you don't want in the photo, push a button and it it tries to make the photo look like the thing went away. So there's like ways that, and that's a form of artificial intelligence, right? Like it's reading the environment. It's trying to figure out what are the pixels I can put here to discreetly hide this thing in the photo that they don't want. It's not perfect, but I think it's like those things have changed editing. They've changed cinematography and film and movies and music, right? Like, whereas people for a long time would be like, 
editing voices is so robotic. It sounds so fake. Like where some people have been like, this is going to change. Auto-tune. Auto-tune. Remember like auto-tune and then like Jay-Z came out with like death to auto-tune. It was like, that's not <laughs> right. Like that's not real. Well, and now like, you, you can't necessarily tell if somebody is auto-tuned. Yeah, and I actually am like, it's, it's also so much an aesthetic more choice now. that yeah. I'm kind of like, I like it. Well, <laughs> if it's meant to be like that, but I just think, yeah, it's overblown, but I think there are going to be lots of use cases where this can integrate into society, but I don't think it's going to be the thing right now anyway in its current form that will like well, completely transform. Those were expert things like Photoshop and after effects are programs okay, that's that, a really good point i think there are things that in an expert's field can be extremely useful yeah so that's why i think these things when i say flash in the pan they're always trying to hook you by saying your life's gonna change that's true. as a general person like augmented reality like now you every time you open a magazine you're gonna be wearing google glass and all of a sudden your <laughs> magazine's gonna come to life or whatever yeah. like that there was a time where it was like cool we don't know how it's going to work but like and maybe augmented reality is helping designers somewhere or yeah vr it's like yeah we have the friends <laughs> that have the vr headsets and it's like way to kill a party y'all like it's just like one person <laughs> oh has a headset God. on and we're all like you having fun bud like it's like it's not like the way it's being we were told in the metaverse and all these things they're like you're gonna live in the metaverse That's like fair. am i bad i think like there are ways it will slowly permeate into the average user's life like all I ask is for an assistant, like a Google assistant or a Siri to be actually good. They're so bad and unable to do the most basic things. Like sometimes I even ask them to play a song and they can't even put, yeah. I'll be like, and then I keep saying, no, play this song from this album, from this artist. <laughs> and then they're like, and they're they're like I don't know what you're just talking It starts playing about. some karaoke song and I'm like, what is this? Like this can't be that hard. Or I don't know. I just feel like these might help, help that. that. Like when I'm yeah. like, Hey Google, can you tell me like what temperature chicken should be at when it's cooked or whatever? Like those kind of things. And it can't sometimes that I just feel like there could be more use cases. And I'm always going to be a pessimist on this. Cause as I've had Bing, I had Bing for way too long. I had Bing long <laughs> enough that it's come back around and I'm like, yeah, I love Bing. <laughs> and even just like, yeah, like Siri the other day I tried to be like, Hey Siri. And She's I laughed so at bad. myself. Well, cause I was like, of course the second, like my phone, I got my phone. They're like, do you want Siri? I'm like, dum, 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 dum. <laughs> like, I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm always adverse to new technology in general. So of course I'm going to be coming at this with like <laughs> why I think it could like ruin everything or why I think it will never happen. Yeah. Cause yeah, I tried to use Siri the other day and I realized, Oh no, I've like made such an effort to ensure that my phone never has it on it. <laughs> so of course one time in a bath and I'm like, Siri next song, it's like, well, I'm actually in sitting here in silence. Cause you told me to never talk to you. <laughs> but even that, like that's the only thing Siri can freaking do is like go to the next song. Yeah. Like, there are so many things that I thought would be so basic that I've asked that don't work. So I'm, yeah, I'm sticking to my thing. It's like driverless cars, Siri, like all these things. I'm like, call me when they work. I think they'll work one day. I know that's always that's not like why we're always going to one have, day. We have these discussions around the dinner table all the time. We always disagree, which is nice because <sighs> I'd rather like learn than just have the same opinion. I think in our life we will see like driverless cars by the end I'd, of our I'd life. I literally don't. Think you don't that. think they'll be like. You don't think anyone will just be in a car that's driving itself. Sorry, there are people already in cars driving yeah. itself. I'm talking about the whole like fleet of cars being like driven by no humans in order for there to be not traffic and all the things we were told. Well, I mean, no. that's kind of a different thing. But maybe, I, yeah, maybe every once in a while. But literally a Tesla killed two people and now they don't know what to do. So, yeah. Well, I'm curious what everyone else thinks. Not just about the cars, but about like these technologies. Yeah. Are they actually going to like be revolutionary? Right now, I don't think so, but I think they can always open doors to that same way 
the internet's my example. It's like it maybe yeah. wasn't so revolutionary at first, even though it was, but it has yeah. become more so over time. Yeah. Well, thanks Ugh, for listening. I just wish I could go see the future right now. Okay. <laughs> thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Peace. Bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.